It's time for JT the Brick. How we doing? Baby, I'm great. JT, how are you doing? I'm not a journalist. I'm an opinionated sports talk host. We have a goal. We have ideas. We know exactly what we want to do here. Just win, baby. The Raiders' schedule is brutal. It's a second-place schedule that's front-loaded heavy and back-loaded heavy. The fans of the Raider Nation. Sound off like you got a pair. JT the Brick. I'm talking about the notorious ones, the out-of-control fans, the passionate fans. All of you fans are invited to be a part of the show. I'd like you to come in big and come in with a purpose. And that's it. Use the phone like a weapon. Enjoy everything we do. And please always feel welcome to call in and to tweet and to be a part of the show. Fair enough? And now... Here's JT the Brick. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two from the flagship of the Raiders, Raider Nation Radio. Croatia over Japan and penalty kicks. 1-1, and then it went to penalties. Croatia wins. Brazil over South Korea, 4-1. They advanced, and they looked awesome. Awesome as we take a look at the World Cup here as we open it up. Raiders win. They beat the Chargers, and they do it, I thought, in impressive fashion. They were able to blow through them in the third quarter of the game. And hold on to it in the fourth quarter. you got to wonder now, can the Raiders catch lightning in a bottle? Are they doing that now? How caught can the Raiders be going up against a Rams team that has won, lost six in a row? They've lost six in a row, the world champs. So they're struggling. they got guys who are not going to come back from injury. No need to. And look, look, I remember all the Ram talk on this show. Everybody would call in nationally. Well, the Rams are great. They don't care about the draft. They just want great players. You're right. They want a Super Bowl, and they'll have that Super Bowl forever, and it's important. But now it's coming home to roost. Now they got injuries. They don't have draft picks. They got players who are hurt, and they don't want to risk those players coming back off injured reserve. Uh, This is a big week for Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro, seeing if they'll come back or not. Uh, This is a short week for both of them. Maybe one of them plays. Maybe both of them plays. I have no idea. I have no insight on that. I'll be in the building tomorrow for Raiders Roundtable. Maybe we'll have an idea of what's happening. As the head coach touched on it earlier today but did not get into detail. 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo has a broken foot. He's out for the year. That is a massive loss for the Niners. I thought the Niners were a real legitimate Super Bowl contender because of their defense and special teams, and the running game, and McCaffrey, and Debo Samuel, George Kittle, everything they do with Ayuk. Now they're going to have to go with Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, the final player taken in this last draft, and he's going to have to be the savior. It would be a Disney movie if he's able to win the Super Bowl or get there. It's almost impossible. So Niner fans are reeling today as we speak, and Lamar Jackson week to week with a knee injury. He could be out two to three weeks, or he could be out you know, two or four, four to five days. But he's week to week here, and there'll be more on that with the tests going on as we speak. And winter meetings are in San Diego for baseball. Justin Verlander to the Mets. Trey Turner goes to Philadelphia. 11 years, $300 million. I thought we were done with these 11-year, $300 million deals. I bring in Harry Ruiz, the Latino voice of the Raiders, diehard Dodger fan. How do you replace Trey Turner for $300 bucks, Harry? Go ahead, Harry. What's up, JT? Yeah, I mean, Trey Turner. I wanted him to stay Dodger for a while, but uh, I don't think the Dodgers want to have multiple $300 million players in the payroll. Yeah. With Mookie Betts under contract for plenty of years, and now 
Uh, Trey going to Philly. We'll always wish him the best, but I want the Dodgers to win the World Series first. Yeah, I just think it's going to be hard to replace a Trey Turner there, but you're right about that. You can't pay everyone $300 million. Let's get to the game, and thank you for putting me on your broadcast. That was fun as you were grooving, and the Raiders were coming back there in the third quarter. Break down the big picture of the game for me, because the Raiders started off painfully slow in the game. Uh, they were down 10 nothing. I was very concerned, but that third quarter I thought was the best of the season. Absolutely, and then you look at that slow start, giving up the ball four times to the Chargers to kick off the game, twice with punts, one with a fumble, one with a pick six, and the Raiders still were in the game at halftime. They were only trailing by three, and then Daniel Carlson misses a field goal for the third game in a row, and the Raiders have won each and every single one of those games. That shows you that the team right now is playing complementary football, mm-hmm. that they're not depending just on one unit to be able to get the win everybody's pitching in and heck that defense yesterday five sacks uh, that's the most this season and the offensive line didn't allow a sack for the first time this year everybody's doing their thing and the best part they're not playing in desperate mode where they're like damn it we gave up the ball four times now we're in a bad position no they just go out there they do their job they stay in the game they stay within striking distance and then they strike and take the lead and don't let it go i want a killer instinct soon where it's where we're not suffering towards the end of the game but it's step by step and now they're winning games and hopefully soon they're winning games by multiple positions again well harry ways is our guest the breaking news the raiders put out their injury report for the rams there's a lot of guys who are limited or not participating andrew billings not participating Jayon brown tyler hall not participating today Horstead, the backup tight end, not participating. Rocky Sin, I think that's going to be a big one here with Hobbs uh, being back here. He has a knee. He did not participate here. So the Raiders have a very short week to turn this around and get as many uh, healthy players, Harry, as they can on the field in L.A. Exactly, but you also flip the coin and see the other side of it and what Josh Jacobs said. It's like, hey, we're also excited that after that Thursday night game, there's going to be a week and a half to be able to recover and be healthier for the close of the the rest of the season for the last four games, and that's super positive for the Raiders as well. The Rams, there. If, the, if we look at the injury report, the estimated injury report, because it's just an estimation, the, the Raiders, I mean, yeah, they got a lot of players limited and with DMP would did not participate. You look at the Rams, they're hurting even more with their key players that are out. And this is the part of the season where everybody's playing hurt. Nobody is 100%. And you just got to see who has the bigger, bigger heart to go out there on the field and leave it all out there. Harry Ruiz is our guest. Harry, I thought Devontae, his ability to get open deep downfield in the end zone, I'd like to see more deeper shots. I like when the ball's thrown in the end zone. You can get a flag or Devontae can go and make a special play. He did it. The flea flicker was gorgeous, but the other touchdown was amazing too. Do you see Derek attacking more, especially coming up with this Rams game deep down the field and in the end zone? Absolutely. When you're able to put those 50-50 balls out there on the field, and it's a 50-50 ball, when, but when you have Devontae Adams out there, you know that the advantage is for the best wide receiver in the game. So it's not really a 50-50 ball. It's advantage Raiders, and now he's gaining that confidence and saying, you know what, I'm going to throw it up there, and I know D.A. is going to make a big play, and he's going to get us in a better spot on the field. Then, heck, you got two plays where 
he didn't need many yards after catch. Well, in the first one he didn't, in the second one he just needed to walk five yards into the end zone to score the touchdown, and that was the beauty of it. The Raiders weren't conservative there. They weren't trying to get short rushes or throwing down the middle of the field for five-yard gains. No, they got, what was it, 35 yards in one, 45 on the other. They were uh, aggressive, and they, that aggressive pl- uh, play on the field ended up in a win for the Raiders. Uh, Justin Herbert was 28-47 of 47 for 335 and a touchdown. It was a bend-don't-break defense for the Raiders. They gave up that one big play to Keenan Allen, his only touchdown. He had less than 100 yards. He had 88 on only six receptions. They kept Herbert in check, and that's hard to do. And I got to give Derek credit. He was 16-30. He had less completions. He had less yards. But he had an extra touchdown in that game. I thought that Derek really stood toe-to-toe with Herbert. And that's going to have to happen for a long time. As long as Derek's here and Herbert's in L.A., that rivalry means a lot. And Derek showed up and made the bigger plays when it mattered. Absolutely, JT. And how many years in a row now is it that the Raiders don't have a losing record in the division? They beat the Broncos twice. They beat the Chargers once. They can have a winning record against the AFC West if they beat the Chiefs in the last game of the regular season. So they have to be competitive in the AFC West because it's stacked right now. It has talented people in it, talented players, and the Raiders, they're doing their job there now. It's just a matter of evolving and having this process be one where the team is getting better week by week and that's what I'm seeing right now from the Raiders where I'm like last week I was happy with what I saw in Seattle the week before that I was happy with what I saw in Denver yesterday I was happier with what I saw out in um, Allegiant Stadium and I was talking with Jason Horowitz before the game I was like no more overtimes please just give me a win in regulation. And it was still, um, we were still nervous towards the end, but they were able to eke out the win because they're getting better week by week. I'm looking at all the injuries that the Rams had this year, and it's incredible to me because now they're going to shut down players. Cooper Cup, Stafford, but Aaron Donald, who has had an ankle, and that's been a problem for a while, and uh, he's expected to give it a go. And some of the other players that are there that are just not near 100%, they have literally nothing to play for, and the Raiders have everything to play for. I just want to make sure that the Raiders don't play a slow game and keep the Rams in it. They have an opportunity. If they can go up by 7 or 10 or 2 scores, they're going to have to. I have a lot of respect for Sean McVay and that coaching staff. They're special teams, and I think they want to protect the L.A. brand in L.A., knowing the Raider Nation's coming in to buy their seats and take over their parking lot. Harry, how do you see this game? I think it's going to be much tougher than it looks on paper. Yeah, it definitely is tough. Every game on the road is tough, even though you have a majority of fans in the stands rooting for you instead of the team that's actually playing in their stadium. But the Raiders, they just have to go out there and play their game. They don't have to focus on the opponent, on who's playing and who's not playing. The Raiders have to focus on themselves, on what they can do on offense, on what they can do on defense, on being able to put pressure on the quarterback, which they've been great at in the last three games. They have to focus on themselves and not be like, oh, great, Cooper Cup isn't playing. Stafford isn't playing. Donald might not play. No, focus on yourself, and that's what the Raiders are doing right now, and that's what the great teams do, JT. They don't focus on what the opponents do. They do it on themselves. Harry Ruiz, as we wrap it up, three penalties for 15 yards. Can't wait to sit down with the coach later in the week and talk about that. Very important stat. they got to play clean the rest of the way, 
And that was a good game for the Raiders to play disciplined football, especially at home in the second half of the game where you know sometimes the refs want to make some make-up calls in that game. The Raiders got a few breaks with a couple of the calls, and they didn't dig a hole. They did not bury themselves with penalties, which they have done throughout the year. Absolutely, and we just need one of those clean games all around, JT, because it's either been disciplined with the penalties but not on the turnovers or disciplined on the turnovers but not on the penalties. I feel that the one with both of them is coming soon, and Josh McDaniels will be the happiest man in the building for the Raiders because the team will be in a better spot to be able to strike and to be able to win the game. But even though they had those two turnovers early in the game, the Raiders did, Look at what they did to kick off the second half. The de- the defense, barbecue chicken. They got that fumble. They got the ball back. They put the Raiders in a, in a position to take the lead. So good job by the defense getting the offense back on the field. It's complimentary football, and that's what I love to see on the field. And even though Daniel Carlson missed three field, go- the three field goals or a field goal in three consecutive games, he helped this team win tons of games last year. So now the team is picking him up too. Harry, last one. Such important games and the schedule breaking for the Raiders coming here, especially with teams that have injuries there. But overall, for the Silver and Black, what do you want to see this week from Waller and Renfro? You just saw it from Hobbs coming back off of IR to try to get this team another win and then be at full strength going into the New England game, which was flexed out of. I know you can't be happy about that flex because you talk to the fans and interact with the fans, and the fans want primetime games in Vegas. Yeah, shout out to my friends Amy and Fernando. I was having a burger with them over at the tailgate yesterday, and Amy told me, she's like, I hope we don't get flexed out, but I have a feeling we're getting flexed out. I was like, no, the NFL, they want that McDaniels-Belichick rivalry on national TV, and then got flexed out for Washington against the Giants. You have to be kidding me. That's ridiculous. But at the end of the day, Raider Nation, they'll change their plans. They'll figure out a way to get out here to Vegas earlier if they have to and enjoy themselves on Friday. Let's go to the Beletnikov Crab Fest, then on Sunday go to the game. And, uh, I mean, things are starting to look good for the Raiders. I look at the quarterbacks they're going to face, and I'm being like, hey, that looks like a positive matchup for the silver and black. But they just have to take it one game at a time and win this week. Go one another week, JT. Thanks, Harry. Everybody's excited to hear you Wednesday and catch your shows. Thanks for coming on. All the best. Gracias, Juan. Saludos. Thank you, my friend. Juan. I am Juan. Thank you very much. And he's right about Kenny Pickett, Mac Jones, uh, what they have with the Rams at backup. Now Purdy for the 49ers at backup. And the Chiefs. I had a buddy call me today and said this this morning to me. What happens if the Chiefs don't need that game? And they roll over. I go, that will not happen. Chiefs will come in wanting to beat the Raiders on January 8th. So the big victory, the team that got the most out of this last week was the Buffalo Bills. Because Kansas City lost. So Buffalo is in a great situation now going forward. So the Buffalo Bills won home field advantage throughout. They need Kansas City to lose games. Kansas City lost to Cincinnati. We'll get to that coming up here in a little bit. Big deal for Buffalo. Life and death for them, seriously, when it comes to the postseason. Buffalo does not want to go back to Kansas City or go to Cincinnati. They want that game at home. So Buffalo is now. They regain the one seed at 9-3. and three. They have the tiebreaker over Kansas City based on head-to-head. Kansas City is the two seed. The three seed is Baltimore, but we also know that Baltimore has a hurt quarterback. They win the tiebreaker over Cincinnati based on head-to-head win percentage. The four seed, the Tennessee Titans, another team the Raiders lost to, which I think they're starting to show their 
they're beat up. They're beat up, and they play physical, and I just think they're – they are a team that's tired now. I expect the Titans to play better later in the year. The fifth seed would be the Bengals. They win the tiebreaker over Miami based on head-to-head. The sixth seed would be the Miami Dolphins at 8-4, and four, but they're in trouble up front with their offensive line. The Jets, if the playoffs started, the Jets would be in tonight as the seventh seed. So let's talk about this, who the Raiders trail. The Raiders now are a seed behind the Chargers. So the seventh seed's the Jets. The eight seeds, the Patriots, who the Raiders get to play. The Raiders win. They'd win the tiebreaker. The Chargers, with the Raiders there now, are in a good spot. And the Raiders, uh, looking at themselves at the 10 seed, they win the tiebreaker over Cleveland best, uh, based on best winning percentage in conference games. So if the Raiders win, they go to 6-7. and seven. If they win after that, the New England game, they leapfrog New England, the eight seed, and they go to 7-7. Seven and seven. So Raider fans should be watching the Jets and the Dolphins closely, looking for losses, and still the Raiders need to pick up one more game on the Chargers as they trail the Chargers by one game. Chargers are 6-6, six and six, and that could be enough to keep the Chargers out of the playoffs. Love to see that happen. But the Raiders have to look behind them. you got the Cleveland Browns at 5-7 and seven and the Pittsburgh Steelers at 5-7, and seven, and the Raiders play the Steelers on Christmas Eve. So there's a lot of football to be played. Win the game on Thursday, and man, are we going to have a fun Friday, Monday, all of next week building up for the New England game, but you can't have a letdown against the Rams. There is no room for a letdown against the Rams. They have to play great against the Rams because the Rams are physical, and they are the world champions. Grimaldi's, the best beats I've ever had in Vegas. All the locations here in the Vegas Valley to find one near you, go to Grimaldi's. Pizzeria.com. I want to thank Grimaldi's for being a tremendous partner and generously providing us with $50 gift cards to give away to our local loyal fans. If you're looking for a gift for the holidays, go to Grimaldi's, pick up a $50 gift card, and give it to someone close to you. Phones are open, ready to do it. I'm done with guests for today. We had one, Harry Ruiz. It's the aftermath. I open up the phones and hear from Raider fans. This year early, it was super negative. Now it's getting positive. Raider fans, what path do you see? What path do you see going into the Rams? And what was your favorite part of the game yesterday? The part of the game, was it the flea flicker? Was it the Cliff Branch ceremony? Was it a moment in that game with Josh Jacobs breaking through a hole for a touchdown? Or the defense on that last drive against Justin Herbert? Let me know what motivated you to be a Raider fan yesterday and how much fun you had at the game. 702-365-9200. We'll also go around the league, talk about some of the other games that were really important. There's some teams in the tank right now, and the Raiders aren't one of them. And we get Saints-Buccaneers tonight. Oh, yeah, Saints 4-8, Buccaneers 5-6. So that's the last game of the week here, and we'll look ahead at the upcoming schedule. Yeah, that, I think um, the character was on full display today. Um, you know, and watching, you know, watching our guys bounce back. I mean, we turned it over again twice. Um, why or the reason don't matter. I mean, we, it's what we did, and we just make it hard on ourselves. You know, um, and then seeing everybody bounce back and keep believing, keep playing, and um, defense was playing great for us. Uh, keep them, uh, you know, off the scoreboard and all that. So, <clears throat> you know, it was a good. Um, you know, seeing both sides of the ball helping each other and playing that way, and the the energy on the sideline was unbelievable. 
I agree with Derek. I thought the energy was fantastic on the sideline. I was on the field before the game, and there was Raider royalty everywhere, all around, head on a swivel who was down there, especially for the Cliff Branch, all the gold jackets who were there. And then during the game where I sit, I have an opportunity with my wife to look at the Raider bench to see who's up, who's down. I thought the energy was great. It's taken a long way for the Raiders to get here. You wish they didn't trip up with some of these games early in the year, but they did. They're accountable for it, and they're playing better now. I think people can get a vision for what this team is going to look like, and they're doing it without two of their stars, absolute stars in Waller and Renfro, who are scheduled to come back this week if they're able to do it. Raider royalty, as I get out to Raider Mike in Arlington, Texas. My guy. How are you, Mike? Rick, what's up, my man? How you doing, babe? I'm doing good now that I'm not sitting here five days a week talking about losing, Mike. It's good. Dude, I really feel for you. I know your days are much better when they win. Um, my heart's out to all those fans out there at the stadium that made that long walk across I-15. That, that walk is so much better when you're winning. You know, personally, I'm, I'm a veteran fan. It takes a lot to, to get me fired up. You know, I'm used to decades of winning. I'm not going to get glassy-eyed about being 5-7 and seven and beating a Bolts team, a sad-ass Bolts team that had a, a bunch of four-stringers out there uh, on their offensive line. You know, yeah, Chandler Jones had three sacks. He lined up against a plumber the entire game. Uh, I'm a big Chandler Jones guy, but let's just keep things in perspective here. You know, I, I'd like to see our quarterback continue to play well. 3-10 uh, on third down, you don't like that. I think he's got to get outside, JT, and make some plays with his feet and pick some first downs up with his feet. The dude plays so much better. His game all around is so much better. His passes are so much crisper when he's running with the football and making things happen. You can just see it in his eyes. But, you know, you wish the consistency with that was there. And I, I can't you, – you, you, you hit it right on the head, man. This game against the Rams is huge. we got to get this game because this Raider team right now, it goes as Josh Jacobs goes. And right now, he is playing lights out. But, but you know, that's a brutal position to play. I know dude's banged up. I know he's playing hurt. He ain't letting on, but I know he's playing hurt. you got to give the guy 13 days to rest, and you got to have that win before you do it. Brick, I'm not going to be out in L.A. i got to go down to Austin for the week for a conference. But, hey, man, you light it up out there and you represent i'll talk to you later babe and thank you raider mike the king of raider sports talk in my opinion the king the guy who started me off uh doing it back in the day and i really appreciate the fact that he is able to call in from time to time it is a really big deal really big deal as we continue on here excited there's a lot of fans very excited today because they're seeing something they're seeing a light at the end of a tunnel. They're seeing something that's happening well, and they like the way the team's playing. Mikey in Staten, Italy. Wow, we go all the way to New York on the Raiders mobile app. What's up, Mikey? Hey, JT. Good game. You know, you would only want to say stay the course. They're playing good. Everything's going well. We caught a bad break with Cincinnati beating KC. I'm praying that that last game of the season, I know I'm getting ahead of myself, means nothing for Kansas City that maybe we catch a break and we're playing their B squad. But it, you got to love Jacobs. He's running hard. I, I love Devontae Adams. He, he's everything he thought we, we thought he was. The guys, you can't cover them with two guys. The Chargers had two guys on him all day. They moved them around. 
what's something they weren't doing. And if we can get those two other wide receivers back, our offense can play with anybody. JT, let, but let's just not get ahead of ourselves. We're catching a break. No Stafford. The, this is a winnable game for the Rams, but you know our problem. The winnable games is it, we yes. can't have any letdowns. We have no room for error. Mike, you're right about that. The easier games this year have been a nightmare. Absolute nightmare for the Raiders. Nightmare. The winnable games. And this is another one of those min- uh, winnable games. And I can't look ahead of it because of what happened against Jacksonville and New Orleans. You just can't do it. And, and the Colts. So the Raiders have to use that as motivation to have a great week of practice and be skillfully be prepared to go in that into that building in front of their home fans and win. Yep. Hey, Jake, you called it, even during when our lowest days, giving up all those things, you said in practice, being around the guys, everybody, and it started with Carr, his passion. These players never gave up on themselves. I love it. Hey, JT, on another note, do the, do the 49ers sign Baker Mayfield yeah, well, for their they, quarterback? Uh, thanks for the call, Mike. they got to think about it. I mean, I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan. I'm not the guy to ask. I'm a huge Baker Mayfield fan. I, I think the world to him. And if you get drafted by a bad team, it could sink your career. You know, Kenny Pickett got drafted by Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger got drafted by Pittsburgh, not the Browns. And if you have a stable organization around you early, Baker Mayfield was the number one pick in the draft and he won a Heisman Trophy. Don't forget that. Okay, you don't throw those trophies out after a few years. And he didn't, get, he didn't even get his contract extension, and he was bounced around to a worse team, arguably, in Carolina than Cleveland. You could say that. So Baker Mayfield ended up going to the 49ers, and I'm not saying he's going to go because Kyle Shanahan probably wants to develop this Purdy kid at quarterback from Iowa State. And let him play well. The guy looked really good in that game replacing Jimmy Garoppolo. But if Baker Mayfield was able to go, the Christian McCaffrey is going to make that decision. Christian McCaffrey played with Baker Mayfield in Carolina. He's now with the 49ers. He will make that decision. If John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan come to Christian McCaffrey and say yes or no, McCaffrey can go thumbs up or thumbs down, and that's it. Because they're not going to go win with Purdy. They might win another game or two, but they won't win playoff games. Cooper Cup. Injured reserve, ankle, he won't be back. Injured reserve for Matthew Stafford. Aaron Donald week to week with an ankle sprain, but I expect him to play. And Allen Robinson, injured reserve foot fracture. This is all up at the Raiders as they have their press conference show now. Kevin Bollinger and my partner Eric Allen. They're getting them at a good time, but I don't think it's going to be easy. I've been predicting the game. I told you New Orleans would be a beast. How'd that work out? New Orleans was... The worst game of the year for the Raiders. I put New Orleans and the Rams in the identical category. Same type of team, known for their defense. They play ferocious and hard, but the Rams are playing with second and third stringers now, and the Raiders are getting healthier. All right, let's go out to Dino in Rochester. Good to hear from you, Dino. How are you? Good, JT. How are you? Good. Phil Villapiano was out at the game with Peyton Manning. Really cool. Epic to see out there. Yep. Saw that. Well, feeling good after three straight wins. Um, I want to touch on a couple of things. Uh, Raider Mike's call, I agree 100%. Got to get Carr outside of the pocket more often. He's very good on the run, and he's not exactly where the defense knows he'll be because they don't do it very much, so at least it'll be a little bit of an element of surprise when they roll him out a little bit more. But I think yesterday's game was more proof that games are won in the trenches. The O-line was fantastic yesterday, along with uh, Jakob Johnson. He was handing out pancakes mm-hmm. all over the place. No sacks allowed. No tackles for losses. The D-line, five sacks. 
and none of them are from Max. What a nice thing to have mm-hmm. another compliment other than Max. And when you have that kind of pressure from the front four, without blitzing, mind you, all of a sudden our secondary looks pretty good. It's yeah. a hand-in-hand with the, you know, Lester Hayes has told me this many times. You, you've got to have hand-in-hand with that uh, that uh, front four getting mm-hmm. home, and all of a sudden the DBs don't look as, uh, you know, out on an island. They're, they're, they don't have to cover for six seconds. So uh, very encouraged. I mean, we all know we had the, the weapons. Cars getting the ball to, you know, Devontae Adams is more than I thought he'd be. The guy a rare, rare talent. So hopefully with uh, – uh, Hunter Renfro and Waller coming back, they can continue. And if we get a few turnovers on defense and give this offense a few more possessions, we'll be averaging 30 a game. So I'm very encouraged. Thanks for the call, buddy. Good to hear from you. Excellent phone call from Dino in Rochester. We go way back. And I think they got to score 30 a game, and they have the ability. So let's get into car making plays outside the pocket. I think when Derek's outside the pocket, then sees someone because his body is square and he's looking downfield, that's when Derek has the arm to make the deep throw. And I like when Derek throws the deep ball. He threw one of the best passes I've ever seen in that stadium. I know I give Justin Herbert credit for showing, throwing some of the best balls I've ever seen in that building, but Derek's pass down, to, down the sideline to Foster Moreau was brilliant. It was perfect. It was one of the best touch throws I've seen. And Foster laid out for it and made that catch. It was all Derek's touch. And Foster Moreau holding on to the ball. Foster can't have two drops a game. He can have one here and there, but he's got to be better because when they go to him, it's usually at a very important point of the game. All week long, we'll be keeping an eye on Rocky Sin and his injury because Nate Hobbs and Rocky Sin on the other side, that's a good one-two punch. But if Rocky Sin goes down, the Raiders' depth at the cornerback position, I'm not a big fan of. It's okay. But it's not great, and they need to have great players on that defense, and that's something Dave Ziegler's working on. Ever, out in L.A. on the Raider flagship. Thanks for checking in. Hey, JT. Thanks for taking my call. Yep, thank you. Uh, so I've been a Raider fan since the snowball against Brady. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a rule. Yep. Um, I'm going to be at the game this Thursday. I know Raider Nation is going to take over uh, SoFi Stadium. Um, Derek Carr and Devontae Adam have been doing it all season, and um, – my favorite part of the last game was um, Chandler Jones had, um, finally, you know, came up and played. And um, that gives me the confidence that the defense is going to put it down this week. Um, that's it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, let me know. Uh, call back later in the week. Let me know where the tailgate is. I'd like to come outside. I'm going to get on the early bus to host a pregame show, and I'd like to get out there and hit a tailgate. I heard some nightmare scenarios about SoFi, Bobby. Nightmare about, yeah, where to park, and they haven't figured out the infrastructure there. And for the complainers in town, I call them the complainers. It's like a rock band. The people that complained about the Raiders moving out here. Where would we park? Parking's not never been a problem there. Most people take ride share and Ubers. People walk. They park at Mandalay Bay. Every time I go, there's plenty of parking down low. There's plenty of parking on the streets. I park in media parking behind the hotels way out there where the new In-N-Out Burger is going to be. No complaining from JT. Well, I'm too far out parking. Get me a better pass. No complaining. We don't like complainers in Vegas. You know, the those who beg for a credential and complain about it. So enjoy yourself. And uh, I, I'm interested in hearing what's going to happen because I've heard this place is brutal to get to. SoFi is tough getting in, getting out with the police escort and the buses for the Raiders makes it a little bit easier. But for you Raider fans that are driving to this game, again, I've heard nightmare scenarios about getting in and out of Inglewood. 
And remember, it's Inglewood. It's not the Vegas Strip Corridor. It's Inglewood. Uh, Jan, is that Jan in Vegas? Jan, thanks for holding. Thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hey, JT, first-time caller. Thank you. Um, before I make a comment on the amazing game yesterday, I just want to give a shout-out to Raider Nation. My husband was diagnosed with cancer last year, and we were walking through the J-Lot yesterday, and Raider Nation came up to my husband and said, we've been praying for you, Mike. And my husband uh, went through surgery and radiation, and he's cancer-free. Wow. Hallelujah. How great is that? And what a what a blessing on the way into the game, too. Cancer-free, getting some shout-outs, and then going getting a great win. And the Hall of Famers who were there, you must have had a blast yesterday. We did have a blast, and it was also my husband's 71st birthday the day before. We won free tickets that we gave to my niece and her son because we are season ticket holders because we're transplants from Northern Cal here Mm -hmm. in Las Vegas. And I can just say all about everything, defense, offense. It was an amazing game, and we're going to keep it rolling. Well, introduce yourself at the torch for the next home game, the New England game, and come bring your husband by. I'd like to shake his hand and congratulate him on everything. He sounds like a great guy. Oh, we will come by. Thank you so much, JT. Have a great day. You too. You have a great day too. Isn't it pleasant, Bobby? I mean, Bobby, isn't it pleasant going back and forth considering what this was like about a month ago? And I'm coming in here with you going, okay, what do we got today? You would be kind to have a whole bunch of guests. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's Guardians at the Gate. It's Game of Thrones. Now it's pleasant. People are pleasant this time of year because the team's winning. They're pleasant on the phones, too. Yes. I'm getting, hello, Bobby, good morning, this and that. Half the time they're cracky and this and that. But today everybody's Yeah, even the the Twitter trolls have been kind lately, even those guys. There's a big feeling of kumbaya all over the valley. It's a wonderful thing. it's nice. It's a good thing there. We need this, and it's fun. Looking forward. We're pushing back our interview with Coach, I believe, until Friday. And we'll head out to L.A. later this week, where I lived in L.A. for 10 years. Been to Inglewood a lot back in the day for Laker games and the Forum. But I haven't been to SoFi. And I want to see the power of Raider Nation there, where the tailgate's going to be, who's got the carne asada, who's going to have an ice-cold, dripping wet Modelo. Saw Steve Gomez after the game last night, our proud partner with Modelo. Gave me a big high five as he was in the Modelo Cantina. And the Raiders won again. So Modelo with the fighting spirit. When I think of Modelo, I think of Jim Plunkett. See that 99-yard pass he threw? Perfect pass as Jacoby went the length of the field. How did they pull off that Cliff Branch presentation, man? That was so cool. And the way Jacoby held the ball up going into the end zone was the same exact rehearsal of how Cliff held it going up when he had the 99. Jacoby did a great job. Matter of fact, we got to get him on. So i got to ask the alumni department to get me Jacoby Ford because he was the star of the day and had a great time with that U.S. track team group of guys who ran the 100. So cool. Walked into the Wynn nightclub, saw that place packed. God, that place is crazy. I thought Devontae was going in. Devontae was high-fiving after the flea flicker. Man, bottle service, Raider game going crazy. Tower of power. 702-365-9200. Let's finish strong and hear from more Raider fans.
Sider starts it out, penalty clock comes off the board. And on the right wing, Lucas Raymond taken away by the Knights. Out of the box, Kessel, all by himself, he scores! Off the left post, out of the box. Knights take a three to one lead. Phil Kessel, vintage, his fifth of the season. Yeah, Kessel, take another goal from him. No problem with that, JT with you. What a run here coming up for the Golden Knights. Man, this is serious what they have lined up here. We're brought to you by the 872 laborers who do such an amazing job. Got a chance to see Tommy White and members of his team in their suite at the Raider game. Thanks to the 872 laborers who built the stadium. So tonight is arguably the biggest game of the year. Tonight for the Golden Knights, if you're going to watch it. And this is at Boston. Probably the best team all year along with New Jersey. So this is a massive game, and Boston plays here on Sunday, which is going to be a big one. So that's going to be exceptional. Here are the next four games for your Golden Knights. At Boston, Rangers at home on Wednesday, Flyers at home on Friday, Boston at home on Sunday. You're going to learn a lot about this team in the next four days. These are no cupcakes here, man. This is going to be really rough and physical hockey. Looking forward to checking out a game or two. we got to get a guest on tomorrow, Bobby. Remind me. All right, Alan out in Vegas. Alan, thanks for calling in. What's going on? Hello, sir. Thank you for all you do with the Raiders Appreciate and it. locally. Thank you. I've got a comment. I'm trying to figure out why or who in the NFL NBC is flexing the Raiders out of this yeah. uh, game here in a couple weeks. Can you yeah. enlighten us They think that? that the East Coast gets better ratings with the time oh. of the game and the Giants in Washington. They're both fighting for the final spot in the wild card. As of now, the Raiders are not in the wild card uh, as a team that's in, and, and, and New England looks like they're falling out of the wild card. So I understand, uh, I understand what... Watch a 13-13 tie with those two. No, I, mean, I, I you just, got Belichick and Danny. I mean... Mm. I don't know. I just uh, disappointed that they flexed this out. I think we're going to be right in the hunt. Um, you know, the Patriots had a good game with uh, the Vikings mm. there on Thanksgiving. I think it would be more entertaining, but I guess we'll see how it plays out. I agree with you 100% that Raider fans should be fighting for that flex game. You're not going to be able to do anything. We can't sit here and what can we do? We can't call, what are we going to call Roger Goodell and say to put the game back? We can't do it, but what we can remind everybody is when the Raiders get screwed. And when the Raiders have something like this, which I told you happened at the beginning of the year when the schedule came out, we did a two-day schedule release party. And I told you, how is there only one game, one game that we have at the end of the year, and it's a national game? Now, I never expected the Raiders to come out and play that poorly. I didn't think they'd come out early and they'd be a 2-5 and five team. And they played themselves out of it when they started off poorly. And that's unfortunate. And it's a lesson to be learned next year. So hopefully Roger Goodell next year and the league officials and everybody working behind the scenes goes, let's give the Raiders the home opener. I don't know why the Raiders always don't get a home opener on Monday night football, the West Coast Monday night. I'm just saying it for the stadium. Forget about the Raiders for a second. You're going to give the Raiders a couple of national games, a Thursday night game. You're going to give them a Sunday or a Monday night game. Just give them an early game in Vegas. I think the country wants to see Vegas. They like to see the lights. They like to see primetime. It works beautifully, but the Raiders have to earn that, and I think they played themselves out of that Sunday night game, and now they're playing themselves back in again. Ricky in Ventura, California. Hello, Ricky. Go ahead. Hey there, JT. Hey, I just want to say, you know, if uh, Ice Cube can be the president of Raider Nation, I think you need to be VP or at least an ambassador. Well, I just like my role, and I like having the opportunity to talk to you. I appreciate that. What would you think of the game? 
I loved the game. It was uh, uh, every bit of a win that we needed to to uh, to take care of business. You know, I'm a, a big Charger hater, of course, but that's living in California and having to chase the Raiders up and down the coast. They belong in Vegas. They they're doing fabulous out there. Mark got the best deal he could get, and you know, in in truth. We wanted them in L.A., but they wouldn't have done well as secondhand fiddle there at that mm-hmm. stadium. You know, uh, they got a beautiful venue. And you you can't beat it. It's you know, uh, the best of the best and mm-hmm. everything. Um, also, if the Raider fans need a, a, a inexpensive parking option, there's an airport parking lot right next to the Lenox bus terminal. You get shuttled to and from the game, and it's cheap. It's really cheap. Oh. So they need to look into that. Nice and, uh, plug. It, it's less hassle. All right, buddy. That's uh, that's pl- that sounds like a plug here, which we have advertisers to plug, but I don't have a problem. Again, the parking never seems to be an issue. I see a lot of spaces. I don't know how you buy them. I don't know what you do. Again, I don't get involved in your life with parking, and no one seems to care. Just get to the game and get there on time. I know a lot of people end their tailgate early and come and see us at the Torch, which we enjoy, and we love when people show up there. A couple of things I wanted to hit on. Detroit played one of the greatest offensive games of all time. They scored on all eight possessions. I think the Lions are playing much better football. Goff up under center, turns, fakes the give to Swift, throws, end zone, wide open. State Brown, touchdown Detroit Lions. Lions ready on the call. They look really good. Washington and the Giants played to a tie, which is going to haunt one of those teams. One of those teams are going to miss the wild card because this happened. Here's the stat. Hold down. Kick is up. It's on its way. And that is not going to get there. It is no good. And Washington and New York are going to settle for a 2020 tie in round one. Yeah, that doesn't hurt. And how about the play of Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown? They destroyed the Titans. They killed the Titans. And they're the real deal now. They're the best team in football. Hurts back. Pumps, looks, he is floating it deep for A.J. Brown, who has it, he took it. and he scores! A.J. Brown took it away from Trey Avery and scored his second touchdown of the game. That's Philadelphia Radio on the call. Remember, Seattle beat the Rams. The Raiders beat Seattle. The Raiders are playing the Rams. Here's Geno again. Geno takes the snap, four-man rush. Going a half roll, throws back inside, reaching up, making a catch. Touchdown, Seahawks! Are you kidding me? It is DK Metcalf. Ramsey was all over him. DK puts those big mitts up and says, that ball is mine, and the Seahawks take the lead. Do you hear the crowd there? Do you hear the Seahawk crowd at that game? Imagine what the Raider crowd's going to sound like in Los Angeles. Can you imagine what that's going to be if Derek finds Devontae? Let's not wait for Devontae in L.A. Let's get Devontae in L.A. going early in the first quarter. Not disappearing in the first quarter. Let's have, have him have a big game. And the Garoppolo injury, without a doubt, this is the biggest story in the NFL period. Jimmy G done for the year. Garoppolo with McCaffrey going out right. Just snaps the ball in time on third down. Baker a blitz. They're going to sack Garoppolo back outside. Jimmy gave able to fight back inside the 30. We'll see where they mark him down. Jerome Baker came at a linebacker blitz. It was Jalen Phillips, the edge rusher from the outside. They may share a sack there. It'll bring up a second down and 10 for Miami. Yeah, well, I got worse news. Jimmy Garoppolo's on the cart headed for the locker room right in front of you there. Wow, Jimmy is being carted off the field. It looks like a, a left ankle injury possibly on that third down sack he suffered when they blitzed the linebacker. 
Jerome Baker and Jalen Phillips also got him. Here's an inside handoff to Raheem Mostert, and he gets tackled right away by Samson Abukam. So now it'll be Brock Purdy, the last pick of the draft. Mr. Irrelevant to many, he becomes extremely relevant now. 49ers radio on the call. So that is something. We played that for a reason. Garoppolo being out. The Raiders play Garoppolo. They were supposed to later in the year. It'll be Purdy if that's the choice. They might go out and get another quarterback. How about Joe Burrow? He's won three games this calendar year against Mahomes. 3-0 and against Mahomes in his last three games. Maybe the Raiders need to take a little bit of this and throw it into that rivalry. Burrow wants to throw. Short pass. Caught at the five. Boom. Chris Evans into the end zone. Touchdown! Bengals! Cincinnati takes the lead with 8.54 to go. Bengals radio on the call. Dallas, Malik Hooker had a big game. The former Colt had a monster performance. Just an incredible game. One of the best defensive performances of the year. Dallas needs another takeaway. Ryan will play fake and under pressure. He screens it right to the tight end. Fumble. And it's fumbled by the tight end. It's picked up by Hooker. Hooker again. Five. Touchdown. Can you believe that? Oh, have a night, Malik Hooker. He had a big game. That's Cowboys Radio on the call. And I just want to mention Pittsburgh. The Raiders play the Steelers on Christmas Eve, December 24th. The Steelers are fighting to get Mike Tomlin back to 500. They might not get there, but Tomlin knows that this team is playing good football now. They want to stack more games. If you're going to be somebody to be considered and taken seriously, you got to you got to stack wins. And so hopefully it's a launching pad for us um, as we move forward. Uh, what do you think of Deshaun Watson coming back? Man, what a fraud we all are. We talked about this guy for six months, and now no one's talking about him. He came right back. Everybody forgot selective memory on what's happening with Deshaun Watson. They won a game, Cleveland. They did not look very good in their performance at all. Here's Deshaun Watson after the game. I just say I felt every single one of those 700 days, honestly. <laughs> I said whatever, however long I've been out, I felt every single one of those days. So getting back in shape and everything was definitely, uh, definitely needed to feel that today. You know, he wasn't a bad kid, and then all this stuff happened, and he is his reputation is ruined. Ruined. Because we all know what he was doing at those massages, and he didn't get charged criminally, but everybody knows from all the settlements that are there. So he's there to win football games. They won a game, but he didn't play well. And let's end the show with Brandon Staley. I love this. We, we planned this, everybody. Here's the head coach of the Chargers after the Raiders came out at halftime and put him away. Yeah, the third quarter was where the game was decided today. Um, you know, coming out of the half, you know, we had a good screen going, we fumble, and then we give up a, you know, a, a tough pass in the end zone. It was really a good throw and catch. We were right on him. Uh, you were right on him, but they didn't win. So the Chargers are 6-6, six and six, and the Raiders trail them by a game. Chargers got a couple of games coming up and a couple of easy ones on the back end. So it's going to be a fight, and it's been an uphill fight for the Raiders, and they're fighting like a team that doesn't mind going uphill. Nice job by Josh McDaniels, the coaching staff. If you missed the press conference today, you'll be able to find it. Just go to Raiders.com or on all their social media platforms. Tomorrow, QI and Lincoln Kennedy will have a brand new edition of Raiders Roundtable. We record that about 9.30, 10 in the morning, and that'll be up tomorrow on YouTube. Golden Knights tonight. Bobby's working that game, which should be a lot of fun. I'm on Sirius XM Mad Dog Sports Radio from 6 to 9 p.m., a nap would be nice. Don't know if we're going to get one in after this weekend. Hope everyone had a great day today. Q Myers coming up next on this lineup. We are the flagship of the Raiders. Thanks for listening, everyone.